From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking, and I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. Hey, today, I'm thrilled to introduce you to a new member of the show. We have Michelle McAdoo is going to be joining us, and we'll learn a little bit about her and talk to her for a few minutes. And also, you know, it's Monday. Are you feeling the blues? Well, our guest today will give you a wake-up call. Very, very proud and pleased to have Mr. Felix Anderson back on the show, and he'll be joining us. And you know what? You can be part of the conversation. Just give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can email me at nowyourtalkingatmpbonline.org. We'll be back after the news. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. Happy Monday. I hope you have recovered from Fourth of July week. I know I am still struggling with it. Gosh, I tell you what, we did a great vacation, family vacation, went to, drove to Chicago. Folks, if you want to really get to know your family and love your family, put them in a minivan and drive for 12 hours. It's just so much fun. And then we went to the Smokies, and then we came back down here to Mississippi. So it's good to be back. Love the heat and humidity, and it's great. And I tell you what, if you want to be part of the show today, we would love to hear from you. You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. You can email us at nowyourtalking at mpbonline.org or at marshall at mpb. Online.org. Now, um, if I had a drum, I'd do a drum roll, but I have no rhythm, so it would not really sound like a drum roll. I'm not sure what ways. And unfortunately, we don't have Sharita here anymore to do the drum roll since she was a drummer. She has um, actually moved on to bigger and better things. I'm so proud of her. She, of course, has got a huge comedy career that has just exploded, and she's now pursuing that 100%. She is chasing her dreams, and we're going to be talking about dreams today because we have, um, I like to think of as a um, dream herder, I guess that's one way of putting it, Mr. Felix Anderson is going to be joining us a little bit later, and he's a great guy. I'm glad he's back in the studio with us. So without further ado, whatever that means, I'm very, very pleased to introduce you to the employee of the month, Michelle McAdoo. <laughs> Michelle, I am thrilled that you were on the other side of the glass. Employee of the month, I say the least. Well, but... she, she got she got here this morning at 6.30, so I said by 10 o'clock she'd already won employee of the month. Michelle, I, it is an honor to have you here. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I am very pleased to be here and excited and happy and uh, excited again. Well, I'm glad you're excited and happy and excited. That's good. <laughs> uh, I'm just, you know, like I said, learning uh, the ropes. Uh, filling in the good shoes. Like you said, Rita B has gone on to bigger and better things. I know, it makes it sound like she's died or something. She's moved on to the next plane. (laughs) She chased the light. She's still very much with us. No, mm-hmm. yeah, she went into the light, but she went into the real light. I mean, she yeah, like the spotlight, the, exactly. But you know what? We're going to continue the uh, legacy of MPB Think Radio, and of course, this wonderful show, talking with Marshall Ramsey. Well, I'm very glad to hear that. I'm glad too. Yeah. I, I, I really am excited about uh, new beginnings. And speaking of new beginnings, wow, good segue, right? I thought that was good. You know, you <laughs> you you've done radio before, haven't you? Just a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah I've been in radio. Uh, if you count. 
undergrad and on college campus and all. I mean, you're only 20 years old and you've done it for 14 exactly, years. Exactly, yeah. 20 plus 20 plus 4. We can <clears throat> yeah, do that if you can it. add. <laughs> I'm still older than you. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, yeah, I actually grew up in radio. I've been around radio all my life. When I was in third grade, I pretended like I was a radio personality, and look what happened. Your dad's like a pioneer. He is. He was the general manager at WJSU, uh, for all you don't know, 88.5. That is uh, jazz. So I grew up in radio, around radio, trying to pronounce this word and say this right. I used to count how many ums my father would say. And we would have this ongoing thing. Daddy, you said 10 ums. And it, did I? You know, it was just our thing. And, it, you know, I grew up like that. I grew up in that. Uh, and he's already cut you out of the will. He has. He yeah. has, you know. But I, it, it's funny how everything came to fruition. Uh, full turn, you know, full-fledged. Just now it's full-time. You couldn't have escaped here. it if you'd have tried. I don't think I could have. You know, what's for you, it's for you when destiny uh, is already set. And you may go another way, but you're always going to come back to what God has for you. I'm in. And you're very shy. That's the one thing about you. I'm very concerned. I hope you come out of your shell on this show a little bit. I think you're you're bringing me out, Michelle. Uh, I can tell that. Now, let me, let me ask you this, because I feel like maybe this is a setup on me, because oh, you wow. studied counseling and psychology and clinical mental health counseling, and you're looking at me writing down stuff all the time, so I'm getting a little bit concerned. Yes, you are. I'm actually in the in the process of getting my master's in clinical mental health counseling at Jackson State. And uh, you will be one of my first non-pain uh, um, guinea pigs. I mean, I need all the help I can get, but I, I, I have to admit I am a bit nervous. Well, um, you know what? Just hopefully I won't mess you up, you know? <laughs> just try not to mess anybody up. But I'm not here to uh, – I'm not going in that – in the, into that field to uh, help change anybody or whatever. I just want to be you that You just want to mess with them. No, no. <laughs> I want to listen. I want to be that uh, that catalyst for the kids, for the teens, especially girls, to come and talk to me about whatever they have going on. Yeah, because you have a daughter. I do, and she's yeah. 13. So, uh, And you're going to need all that psychology you can get. It, it doesn't work at home. I, I found no, that out uh, the hard way. I'm, I'm like, Jordan, I, t- I talk to countless girls, and girls come up to me and want to get my autograph, and they want to know me, and she's like, you're just you. They don't know you. You know, no, I'm not anybody to her. I'm just mommy. I'm the one that cooks the food and buys her clothes. That's all I do. Yeah. Well, you know what my initials are? Yeah, what are yours? ATM. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I've got a 17 year old, a 14 year old, 10 year old. Love them to death. They're all fantastic boys. And I tell you what, and you, you know this too, because every, you'll get to a point where every song on the radio is cats in the cradle. Oh my God. You know, when you realize, you know, suddenly the time is slipping away very quickly on you and you got to steal moments with it. And uh, I mean, I, got, talking about that, I yeah. got three of the greatest kids in the world. <laughs> you know, I really love them to death. And I just I turn around and they're like, oh, no, I got a date or I've got practice or, you know, and you're just like, oh. but yeah, they're very unimpressed with what I do, I think. And, you know, uh, when well, they should be, they were three, mm-hmm. you know, you would pick them up and they would run to you and you swoop them up in your arms and you were like the God in their life. But you're dropping your daughter off 150 <laughs> yards from the school now, aren't you? Don't kiss me and don't hug me. And are you serious? Why are you in my room right now? Oh, yeah. Why are you talking to me? Why are you talking to me? I'm like, because I miss you and because I love you. You don't love me anymore? She has to think about it. And you know what? When she's our age, she's going to adore you. You know what? I I hear that a lot. A lot of my older friends say, um, yeah, you guys have become friends again, maybe at 17, 18, maybe. I mean, just watch the Gilmore Girls and you'll be okay. (laughs) Exactly. You'll be okay. (laughs) I promise on that. So anyway, hey, did you do anything cool over the weekend? I got to go down the coast. I got to emcee the the Mississippi Press Association's Better Newspaper Contest. How did that go? Um, 
it lasted an hour. I, I spoke very quickly. And like on this show, I mispronounced a lot of names. Wow. So it was really fun. It so, was fun. But it was great. And it was always, you know, it was one of those deals where, okay, I'm going to drive to the coast for three hours. And, you know, as we're speaking, they've already put up 17 more traffic lights on 49 really? down the coast. Yeah. <laughs> I, every time there's a traffic light on 49, an angel loses its wings. Stop. It You're really funny. is. Now, I have to say, when I posted that on Facebook, uh-huh. I heard from every person that lived along 49 that said, hey, you ought to try pulling out on that sometime. Wow. So I do feel for you there, too, because right. it's like pulling out on the Indianapolis 500. So you drove for three hours and spoke for one. For, for one, for two, and I got a little <laughs> bit of chicken. It was okay. good. It okay. worked okay. And then I turned around and went, came right back. So, and then grilled out. So it was a good day. Yesterday, I went to go see Spider-Man, like wow. with the rest of the human beings. Exactly. North. How was it? Loved it. It was like John Hughes came back from the grave and did a superhero movie. Wow. Yeah. You remember, you know, remember John yeah, Hughes? He yeah. did 16 Candles right. and all that. I the- love 16 Candles. I, I, I live in the 80s. It's like I'm, I'm still stuck there. But uh, yeah, I, I love. Mean, who did, I had a crush on Mo- Molly Ringwald. I'll admit. I did too. I mean. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Okay, awkward silence. Um, no, but it, it, the movie is fantastic. And the guy, Tom Holland, who's playing Spider-Man, this is the third Spider-Man. I mean, it's like we've been doing Spider-Mans all over the place right, the last right. few years. Did a great job. Because he really seems like a 15-year-old. And then they take it back. He uh, he was a teen. And, yeah. Uh, oh, he's very much a teen in this. And, and it's very awkward. It would be like if I got superpowers. <laughs> I mean, you know, wow. well, I'm, I'm old, but I'm I mean, still. I'm trying to visualize that right now. I don't know if I'll be able to sleep tonight. Question but. of the day. If you were a superhero, who would you <laughs> who be? Who would you be? Who would you be? I mean, Spider-Man's pretty cool. I mean, you don't have gadgets. You don't have money. But, man, being able to crawl up and down walls. Oh, my God. And almost fly. I know it. And I mean, if, I'd have been, if I'd have been a 15-year-old and could have snuck in like that, <laughs> that would have been awesome. Imagine all the uh, uh, fanfare and the girls that would love you if you were had those powers. What, being able to walk up a wall? No. <laughs> I mean, it would have probably saved me some money on painting my house. I could have said that. I wouldn't need a ladder, and I wouldn't have fallen look off the roof. Look at you. Look at you. And how long was it? I heard, um, was it three hours like uh, Amazing Spider-Man? Or? It was not that long. It seems, it didn't seem long. And then to its credit, I have no idea. Okay. I mean, I went in at the 310 and got home about 530, I okay, think. Okay. So, so well, it wasn't too bad. I watched Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 on FX this weekend. If that, you know, helps. I didn't go to the movie to see the new one. But it just took me back with Jamie Foxx in the um, Amazing Spider-Man 2 as the uh, nuclear guy with the electroid or whatever. It was yeah. wonderful. I enjoyed watching them back to back. Yeah. Just took me back and uh, I'm ready to see number the, this one. I mean, I grew up on the cartoon. You remember the cartoon? You know, they had that Spider-Man, Spider-Man, that I, theme song? It, That's as close to singing as you'll ever get out of me. I boy cartoons. I didn't watch the boy cartoons. Oh. I watched uh, Smurfs and, and Fraggle Rock and I'm a little younger than you, but I never watched Excuse the boy. Excuse me? <laughs> Just a little bit. Well, this is getting off to a wrong, the wrong, <laughs> wrong foot. I'm fired right now. Yeah, no, it's not my call on that. <laughs> one uh we may both be at the rate we're going here but uh, now it made 170 million dollars though wow that's pretty good and it costs 100 like 175 million to make okay can you so. believe 175 million to make a movie you know <laughs> i mean that's just that includes the catering and all that all but. right and of course the food but you know to make a good movie i mean you have to have that that budget when you and you see it in the final product you know well you and know it's Mar- gonna make it over and over again well marvel came in and, and joined sony on this because sony had the rights to spider-man and marvel they worked out a deal and it really paid off because okay. i mean the the movie itself is just a lot of fun right. and, and you know it's not a super superhero movie mm-hmm. it's not typical it's more of a teenage movie it is, yeah it is. and and um bringing all the movies bringing back all the superheroes we have uh, wonder woman that came in recently. which was good also that yeah. was a great movie and and, and just 
a play on all of the um Speaking characters. of having a crush. <laughs> uh, yes, Linda, Linda, Linda. I mean, she was beautiful. She was. What, the, Linda Carter? Yes. Oh, yeah, she still is. She, yeah, you're Have right. Have you seen her lately? Yeah. She doesn't look like she's changed. She doesn't. And, you know, I don't They're know. They're living through... through chemistry or plastic surgery or something. I don't know. I mean, I obviously have had a ton of plastic surgery because I'm 90. Woman. She's Wonder Woman. Of course she wouldn't age, right? Exactly. She's got the golden lasso. You need to put that on and nobody will know the truth. So, um, yeah, that's... But it's been good. It's been some good movies as well. So, good stuff. Well, shall All we take right. a break? I think it's time to pay a few bills. I think so, too. And we do have a question of the day. And I tell you what, because... I'd like to carry along the dream theme that we got from the last show to this one. Our question of the day is this. Is it ever too late to go after your dreams? What do you think, Michelle? Is it? Never. I mean, you're here. You know what? I say never. We're going to discuss that in deep, deep, deep thought. And we want you guys to call in and let us know how you feel. Is it ever too late to give up on your dream? What is your dream? And is it ever too late? Never. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at nowyourtalking at mpbonline.org as well. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Happy Monday. I hope you're having a great day. It's nice and cool outside today because, you know, it's July, Mississippi. No humidity or anything like that as well. Hey, a couple of news items I want to jump into before we um, bring in our guest. Number one, if you're an Ole Miss fan, and really, actually, honestly, if you're a sports fan here in the state of Mississippi, you might remember the name Eddie Crawford. Eddie Crawford was the last Ole Miss athlete to letter in three sports. He was actually a really great track star as well. He did basketball, football, and baseball, and then he also ran track. So, I mean, three sports, three letters. That's pretty incredible, plus uh, did the running too. He also, after a brief pro career when he graduated, He was the head basketball coach at Ole Miss, assistant football coach, and senior assistant athletic director as well. I mean, just kind of a legend up um, in Ole Miss and around the state as well. He was married for 60 years, and that is an incredible uh, achievement as well. Uh, He passed away. And so I want to just give condolences to all the Ole Miss fans and all the fans out there, but also to his family. Uh, Eddie Crawford was a, a unique guy and a very... Uh, talent guy as well, and it's just a huge loss. And and I know that was a good run, obviously, 82. You you kind of want to think, well, that was a good life. But also, too, you just hate to lose somebody like that as well. And also, too, I don't know if you're on the Facebook. If you're on the Facebook, you may have gotten a message from a friend that warned you of the terrible human being, the hacker himself, Jaden K. Smith. Michelle, have you gotten that? No, no, you haven't no. gotten that. I haven't there gotten is a that hoax yet. going around, and it's a hoax, telling people to warn everybody in their contact list about Jaden K. Smith that now, he is a hacker and he's going to apparently I don't know who knows maybe Russian for all I know, but there is no Jaden K. Smith on Facebook at all. So is that the hoax? Is that the you That's know? The hoax. It's funny, right? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. trying to scare people, and then when you get those type of uh, um, emails. You shouldn't open them. You know, don't right. open it because it could be a virus or anything trying to attack your email. So I try not to open anything unfamiliar like that or those chain, those type oh, yeah. of things, you know, because you don't know what that is. You don't know. And, it, you know, I saw that and I must have gotten five thousand of them yesterday. Oh, my goodness. It was just like ding, 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 ding. My, my notification, I shut my notification off because I kept getting them. People mm-hmm. were worried about that. And so I just wanted to tell everybody, if you get that, that's a hoax. Okay. It's going to be okay. <laughs> it's, it's not gonna, real. Me, hang on. Let me hold your hand. <laughs> it's all right. So, yeah. It is not real. Do you do the Facebook a lot? I... 
Being busy, I don't know. I don't know about. I mean, I know I saw you. You said we talked Friday. You say you tweet and all that stuff. I'm not. Oh, a t- I was tweeting while we were talking. <laughs> I'm not a tweeter. My my daughter. I said Snapchat. My daughter said, "Oh God, it's Snapchat." Oh, uh, I started doing Snapchat, and my son just looked at me and went, "No, Dad, no, get away from our get away from our social media platform. See, You're too I, old." Yeah. I guess I say being a grad student. I don't know if you remember this, but being a grad student, a mother, and a full time uh, employee. Oh, you got time out the out the years. Yeah, I'm like do. I don't want to tell the world. Well, now I'm going to the bathroom. Would you like to join me? You know, uh, now I'm going this. Well, if you didn't get here at 630 in the morning, you'd have time to tweet. (laughs) There you go. I guess I look, I need to come out of the dark ages and I'm sure you can teach me all I need to know. Well, I did actually teach it. At Jackson State and at Ole Miss. So there you go. Yes. Look, I just landed one right there. I know. Very good. You're so good. <laughs> you really ought to go into radio. Just don't uh, give me an invoice of, of, of a bill like Jackson State would. <laughs> That's a good point. Hey, let me ask you a question here because yes. um, you obviously grew up around the radio mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your dream when you were eight years old? <laughs> this might sound cliche-ish, but my dream was to be a radio announcer. Wow. Okay. And, and you did uh, it. And you did it. <laughs> yeah. But how, how, I mean, how many people do you know at eight years old knew what they wanted to do and do it? You know, like we talked about earlier, I always use every opportunity to ask kids, uh, what do you want to be? And, you know, when they say, I don't know, yeah, I, and you do know. There's right. something inside you. It could be crazy, you know, like you talked about, you wanted to be a cartoonist or you knew you can draw, you had that gift. So sometimes when they say, I don't know what I do is I say, what do you like to do? And so imagine growing up and actually working and doing something that you enjoy. I want to be a a mattress tester. (laughs) So I just take naps all day long. And it's fun because actually working and doing something that you love to do at the same time doesn't feel like work. And let me ask you a question. Uh, Being a cartoonist so long, did it feel like you were going to work when you were drawing? Well, you know, it's it's that's a good question because there are days when I make it work. And that's when I'd like go home and smack myself. I'm like, <laughs> stop it. Because my dad, you know, my dad's dream was he always wanted to have a car garage. Okay. And he got one. And then suddenly our car stopped working because he had like been working, fixing cars all day. And he got home and he didn't want it. It was like right. something that was a passion for him suddenly became work. work. Mm-hmm. And it's, so it's, there's a very slippery slope there not to let your passion become work. work. Yeah. And, uh, and also, too, you know, with change. But... I don't know. You know, dreams are funny things because, you know, and, and, you know, you you wake up early and you want to make sure that the dream thing you're doing when you're asleep, you can translate it into something True. real. And, and back to our question of the day we talked about, yeah. um, how, when do you know it's time to give up or alter? Because, you know, like we yeah. said, not just giving up, altering your dream. Sometimes, like you said, changing with the times, changing your, uh, um, your plan, your, ob- your outline. Some people have a outline of what they want to do. Well, by this age, I want to have this done by sometimes life is not like that. You get thrown curveballs and well, things happen. I never thought that I'd be a radio host, okay. for instance. You know, I thought I'd always be a cartoonist. Mm-hmm. Now, my cousin is a radio host, and he's quite a famous one. Okay. And I always said, well, I'll let that Ramsey do that, you know, that part of the radio thing. But I love it. And I never would have known if I hadn't had that moment where I got kicked out of my comfort zone. See? I would not know that I could have done this. And, so, and we talk about that comfort yeah. zones. Uh, um, taking challenges, taking chances. Uh, Steve Harvey talks about jumping. Yes. And, and, and you know, I guess today we're going to get into that in just a little bit. Yeah. Talking about making those dreams happen. Waking your successful self up. Right. I, laying in the bed and saying what I want to do, what I want to do. I tell my daughter all the time, if you want to do something... Map it out, get out the bed, put one foot in front of the other, and do it. 
you know, if you, I wanted to go back to school and, uh, you know, so many things could have come to me. You're too old. You know, you, 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 you failed. You were at Jackson State. You goofed around. You, you missed your chance. Yeah. All those things could have weighed me down and stopped me from getting my undergrad. And then now I almost completed my master's degree. If I had to listen to all those negative thoughts. Yeah. Oh, I mean, fear Fear is like the biggest poison in the world. It really is. False evidence appearing real. Exactly. It's not real. Look at that. Well, it it is if you're like the plane's going down. That's real. (laughs) But yes, I I understand what you're saying on that. So what? I I tell you what, we have the guest in the studio. You want to talk to him? We probably ought to talk to him. But but I tell you why I want to talk to him, not only because of the dream part of it, which is obviously a big part of what we're talking about Mm -hmm. today. But I've noticed, you know, one thing when you've got 5,000 Facebook friends, mm-hmm. it's like you're reading people's minds. <laughs> you can see what's on their minds. Right, you can see right. what's, and it's like in the last two or three years, people are getting more and more scared. Yeah. And it's like, how do we get past that? Because it's Monday. I mean, I don't want people, you know, it's one-seventh of your life. I don't want people sitting there on Monday afraid to get out of bed. Living in that state of fear, yeah. uh, not doing because of what you think is going to happen. Right. And it sounds... Uh, and I guess it, it sounds like it sounds funny when you say it out loud. Right. Uh, I'm going to act this certain way because I think something will happen. It, right. it, it sounds crazy when you say it out loud. So if we put it in that context and I started doing something, I started saying things out loud. I know this is an old concept, but when you say it out loud, it becomes tangible, it becomes real. When you write it down, it becomes tangible and it becomes real. So writing down what you want to happen, speaking what you want to happen, those dreams that you may have given up on. We want you guys to call in and let us know. Uh, do you think it's ever too late to give up on your dream? Right. What, is Eight, it ever too late? 877-MPB-RING. You can give us a call, 877-672-7464. And without further ado, as I said earlier, <laughs> we've got a brand advocate, a speaker, a service coach. An all extraordinary around, man. All-around good human being. Yes. And glad to have him back on the show, Mr. Felix Anderson, and a guest today who is... No, he did a drawing for you, too, as well. Felix, is good to see you, sir. Glad to be on. Thank you hey, so it's much. It's good to have you. You're, you're doing I'm some periscoping. You're, you're, like, yes. multitasking. And yes, yes. Um, I want to go ahead and welcome um, all of the uh, tremendous supporters of the Wake Your Successful Self Up brand. Uh, without them, none of this would be possible. So uh, I'm just a mirror of their reflection, and I'm just on this broadcast, and I'm grateful to be here again. But, again, I'm, the, I'm just a voice for the great supporters that I have that's tuning in all over the world from Oregon to South Carolina. So I got, I have to take a moment to go ahead and give them a shout out because without them, Wake Your Successful Self Up wouldn't be what it is today. Man, Felix, if you can bring together Oregon and South Carolina, you deserve a Nobel Peace Prize. Oh, yeah. You really North did? Carolina as well. Exactly. That's right. Oh, North and South and Carolina. North if, and yeah, South if you can Carolina. bring those two together, you've really won that Peace Prize. <laughs> right. Y- you, I mean, and it's, I think I just heard you say something there that makes me really kind of interested a little bit. You're getting as much from your supporters, as much energy from them as they're getting from you. Right. Yeah. Right. Isn't that amazing? It, it is amazing. And one of the things that I'm realizing is that uh, we're talking about dreams. One of the things right. that I realize in life is that uh, we just came off of Independence Day. 
And sometimes we have to be so careful that we don't become so independent. Right. That we don't become depending on others because none of what we do, we can do all by ourselves. And many times we try to get out there and become long rangers. And I know we're talking about dreams on today. But yeah. many times we try to get out there and become long rangers. And what happens when you get out there and thinking you can do everything by yourself and you don't need help, you'll fall flat on your face. And so I'm a firm believer that iron sharpens iron, but you can't be sharp hanging around butter knife people. Yeah, that is so true. And I, I had somebody that was very close to me that I love very much that turned inward, that thought that they were the solution to all their problems. Right. And, you know, I mean, it's like, and I saw that person fall into a chasm of fear. Right. And, and truly, I think love and giving to other people is truly the antivenom for fear. It is. It, yeah. it is the antivenom for fear. And one of the things that I've found out, and, and I share this all the time, is that the best thing that you can do when you're going through is to help someone else get through. Amen. And, and many times we go through hardships and we just, we get in that state of depression or we don't want to be around anyone else when actually, when in actuality we were, we were created to be relational. Right. And so there's somebody who has an antidote to your problems. And I don't know if you're like me sometimes, there have been times in my life and there have been times in life in general where um, uh, I've been going through some things and I would give someone else advice. And I was saying to myself in the back of my mind, you should be taking the same advice that, they're, that you're giving them. Yeah. And, and that's when I realized that um, many times we have to be many times we have to make sure that we receive and we take our own advice. Right. It's so easy when things are going wrong and you kind of get caught in that rut to just start complaining. That's right. And that kind of puts you almost in a little <laughs> whirlpool, doesn't it? I mean, you can, yeah. it, it feels good. I mean, it's it's like sugar. Yeah. It's like, hey, man, it's like you get that instant kick and a high, but long term, it's not a good thing. It's, it's not a good thing long term to complain. And, and um, uh, beginning on January the 1st, we started a 31-day no-complaint challenge. I realized that, um, and for the listening audience... Oh, do you realize, I know some people that would probably not make it 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, we did a 31-day no-complaint challenge. 31 days. 31 days for the entire month of July. We're doing 31 days of no-complaining. Uh, and so one thing that I realized just in me just sitting back and analyzing life is that people complain for one of three reasons. Either they lack faith they lack fight or they lack finances. Yeah. And so I found that if you lack faith or if you lack uh, belief in a higher being or whatever you equate God to be, right. uh, whatever you uh, lack faith in, if your faith isn't there, then your fight won't be there. And if your fight won't be there, your finances won't be there. And I found that people that uh, have money or finances, they don't complain. They just write a check and get get it over with. Right. Uh, I found that people that like that that have fight, uh, if they're in a in uh, in an environment or if they're on a job and someone's treating them wrong, they'll say, "Listen, I don't have to take this." Right. They'll just go and find something better. And uh, so that's why we started the thirty one day no complaint challenge. You get caught up in a situation, you you start feeling helpless. That's right. Yeah. You, yeah. When you start complaining, I've, I've seen um, coworkers over the years that feel like that nothing can ever get better and they just sit there and fuss all day long and they never do get better. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, and your words will either take you over or your words will take you under. Right. Uh, and that's why, you know, we, we tell everybody every single morning to wake your successful self up. Uh, because we want those words to begin to just resonate deep down on the inside of you so that when you feel like giving up, when you don't think that you can go that extra mile, when you don't think that no one loves you, you love you, or you should love yourself enough to say no to anything that's antithetical to your process, anything that's right. antithetical to you going to that next level, and you should love yourself enough to say, wake your successful self up. What is your wake uh, waking up 
what do you, what's your routine in the morning when you wake up? Uh, t- typically, uh, when I wake up, um, I, it's strange. I give God the first 10 minutes of my day. That's a good plan. Uh, that, that's mm-hmm. what I do. That's strong. Uh, the first minute of my day, what I do, I wake up, I, I say, God, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? And where do you want me to sell? Now, so doesn't necessarily mean my money. Uh, sometimes it can be my wisdom. It can be my time. Uh, it can be my talents. But where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? And where do you want me to sew? And then I take the other nine minutes and I listen. So what time in the morning is this? Uh, this is uh, 4 o'clock sharp. Okay. 4 yeah. o'clock. You and, and me both. We're the four, right. I call it the 4 a.m. wake-up club. So, the, yeah. That's the 4 a.m. wake-up club. And for those of that that follow me for a while, they know we have what we call the TTD principle, where we track the day, we track the dollar, and we track the diet. And so it's part of us tracking the day. Yeah. And so that's my routine. And then I go into the mirror and I say to myself, Felix, never be insulted by the fact that you could be better at what you do. There's always a level outside of the one that we're living. There's always a level outside of the one that we're operating on. And many times we're living in yesterday's dreams instead of pursuing those dreams uh, in today's time. Yeah. I always try to wake up before the alarm clock goes off. Yeah. I mean, that's my like, okay, I'm going to wake up. Because number one, I don't want to wake up my wife because it sounds like the apocalypse whenever the alarm clock goes off. But the, the number one thing I do is get my feet on the floor as yeah. fast as I can. Right. Because I don't just lay there. Because if I lay there, then it's going to be 7 o'clock before I wake up again. That's right. And you you have to get moving. Yeah. Because in, in the back of your mind, your mind is telling you that you have this to do and you have that to do. But your body is telling you, give, you, give me five more minutes. So you have a decision to make. You have a choice to decide on whether or not you're going to listen to the voice of your mind telling you of the things that you need to pursue during the course of that day. Or you have to make it up in your mind to say, okay, I'm going to allow my body to determine or allow me to sit in this bed for five Five more minutes. And the one that you really listen to the most is really going to be the one that's going to determine your destiny. Right. We're talking with, of course, Felix Anderson. You've heard him on the show before. I'm glad to have him back. He is a very inspirational fellow, to say the least. Felix, talk a little bit about your, your background. How did you get into this line of, of, of work? I mean, what was what was the old Felix Anderson like? Uh, growing up, um, I didn't grow up with my uh, my dad. Didn't grow up with my mom. Didn't live in the same household with my mom. So I was that's uh, tough. Yeah, yeah, raised by my grandparents, and so it, it taught me a lot. Uh, I grew up around older cousins, so it, it really taught me a lot. Uh, I was still living in the same uh, neighborhood and still living in the same city as my parents, but I was groomed and I was always around older individuals. Yeah, and so um, so you were I, eight going on forty. I was eight going on forty. Forty, and they used to call me man, little man, little man. Yeah. They, used to call me little man because they said that I was a young man, uh, an old man trapped in a young man's body. So growing up with me, uh, my grandmother, she saw something in me. It was uh, my seventh grade teacher, uh, Miss Johnson, uh, was a social studies uh, teacher. And I really didn't start speaking until the seventh grade. Um, I was one of those almost similar to uh, my little man. I'm a, I'm a really, 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 really big introvert, mm-hmm. but I'm an extrovert as well. So once I get out and I started talking to you, that's it. Yeah. Uh, and so I talk to those that talk back to me. Uh, I'm, I'm just that way. Wow, that sounds um, like me and my kids. They talk back to me all the time. <laughs> yeah, so so in the seventh grade, uh, I had a, my, my, my best friend even today. He was doing a, a Martin Luther King Jr. I Have a Dream speech. Uh, and as he was doing that sh- speech, I walked into the gym and I said, man, you're not doing it right. And so uh, God has given me this gift to kind of mimic and sound like individuals. And yeah. so I said, you're not doing it right. And so I was actually playing with him. And my social studies teacher walked in and she was listening to me as I was uh, calling myself mimicking Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And uh, she said, well, you sound like him. You have the part. So from the seventh grade uh, up until now, I've been doing the I Have a Dream speech. But my grandmother is the one that pushed me. 
her name is Mary Felix, and she was the one that pushed me. And she said this. She said, if you're going to do anything, you either do it right or don't do it at all. So she bought me, uh, she she actually bought me the, the tapes of Martin Luther King Jr. speaking so that I can hear the speeches and so that I can grow and learn the craft. And so that's where everything started off for me. Uh, it actually started in high school as well when we had the uh, the newspaper. And I remember uh, having sheets of paper uh, similar to this right here and folding mm-hmm. it in half and writing uh, writing uh, books. And I didn't know that I would be an author, but I was writing books and I would staple it and um, went to school to be a journalist. I uh, wanted to write. Didn't know um, didn't know what I was going to write about. Started working at the Commercial Appeal in Memphis, Tennessee, as a journalist. Realized that I I I, uh, I wanted a family, and I was like, journalism is not for me. And so, um, I what do you qu- like to eat? I mean, come on. Oh, I, I, I love I love <laughs> to eat. I'm, running is my thing. Running yeah. running and working out is my thing, and um, I love sharing my thoughts. And for me, I found personally that I'm a better. I'm a better writer than I am a speaker. It yeah. may sound to, to some, it may they may disagree, but for me, it's easy for me to channel my thoughts down on paper. Definitely, yeah. we're going to take a quick break. We're talking with Mr. Felix Anderson. Of course, you can find out more from him at mrfelixanderson.com. Talk a little bit about dreams too, and of course, we'd love to hear from you. Is it too late to give up on your dreams? No, I don't think so. But what do you think? Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING or you can call us at 877-672-7464. This is Now You're Talking on MPB. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. The question is this. Is it ever too late to go after your dreams? Well, you know what? We got Mr. Felix Anderson here to talk about that, but we also have Linda from Port Gibson with some dreams of her own. And Linda, thank you for joining the show. How are you today? Hey, Linda. Oh. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you just loud and clear. So let's talk a little bit about your dreams. Do you think it's too late to ever give up on them? Well, um, I my dream was to be a secretary. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I was eighth grade, my dream was squashed by my eighth grade teacher. He said, a secretary? Who wants to be a lowly secretary? And... My sister had got me a a typewriter for Christmas. And uh, for about two years, I abandoned it because, you know, my my dream was shattered by my eighth grade teacher. So uh, when I graduated from high school, went to Jackson State, so on and so forth, I got a job as a secretary, which led to... uh, computer programmer analyst and then a management analyst so that's awesome that's awesome and your dream your dream ended up being a catalyst for bigger dreams and so i'm uh i'm legally blind and that's even more of an accomplishment i was determined that i wanted to make something out of my life and my parents was my biggest support that's that's huge. That's huge. Linda, thank you so much. And I tell you what, you just sound like the kind of person I don't ever want to get in your way. It sounds like you're, when you get your mind set on something, you get it done. 
Thank you. All right. Felix, she touched on something very important there, and I, and I think um, I've had that happen in my life. I had a teacher that told me once I couldn't write, and guess what? I was stupid, and I listened to her and didn't write for 20-something years. That's right. And uh, Linda heard somebody that said, you know, you, can't be a, you shouldn't be a secretary, and she stopped. That's right. Yeah, and one thing I'm finding out and one thing I've learned, you know, you, you can't, uh, for Linda, I know you're, you're still listening to me. I want to share something with you and for those of you all who, are, who, who else are listening, all, all of the other listeners, um, write this down. Uh, and we're talking about dreams. Yeah. The D in dreams for me, what it represents for me, you can't be drowned in the basement of other people's opinion. You know who you really are. And no one will really know your full potential because they never created you. And so you cannot allow yourself to drown in the basement of other people's opinion because at the end of the day, you have to do what your purpose is to do. And they've got their own agenda. They have their own agenda. And sometimes people will come with uh, with sidetracked agendas. Sometimes people will say, um, sometimes people will say, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Yeah. If I were you, I would do X, Y, Z. Well, the problem is you're not me. And you you can't do everything the way that I'm purpose to do it because the path that I'm purpose to take may not be the path that you're purpose to take. And just because uh, you're and many times this is what I found out. Many times people who are afraid to step out on their own dreams will try to use you as a guinea pig to do something that they're afraid to do themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why they'll say, if I were you, I would do X, Y, Z. And so my question to them is, have you done that? Are you doing that? And so I always follow people who are actually living their dreams. Right. That Those are individuals, as we're talking about on today, what is it that you dreamed about doing? Are you living your dreams? And dreams aren't always easy to, uh, to, to the path of your dreams. They're not always easy to follow. It's, it's easy sometimes to inspire total strangers, people that may watch you on social media, on Periscope right now, yeah. for as a matter of fact, but people that... You know, they know you, but they don't know you. And right. The tough one for you to inspire, I would imagine, is sitting right across the table from you. And I'm not talking right. about myself. You've right. got a very handsome um, sidekick right. here with you in the I studio do. today. Being a parent, what is the best way for a parent to inspire their kids to reach their dreams? Well, for me, the, I think the best thing for a parent to do to inspire uh, their kids to reach their dreams is allow them to be themselves. Yeah. Uh, and it, it oh, sounds hard. Like it, it's, it's very hard yeah. because sometimes we want, as parents, we want our children to do what we want them to do. Right. Uh, and I remember having him in a basketball program and I asked him, I said, what is it that you want to be in life? He said, well, I want to be an author. And it took me aback because he said, I want to be an author. And so I'm thinking to myself. You Did you say point what? guard? <laughs> You're right. I'm thinking to myself, you want to be an author. And so uh, I'm going to give Josiah the opportunity. Uh, see, for me, I learned just as much from him yeah. than he learns from me. And it was something that he said to me uh, a couple of weeks ago that really transformed my thought process. And we're talking about dreams on today. And I think it's fit, uh, fitting. Uh, he was talking about sight and he was looking in the mirror. And uh, I said, Josiah, why are you looking in the mirror? And Josiah, tell the people what uh, you told me uh, when I asked you that question. I said I have to see myself so I can see myself. Yeah, so that was profound to me. That is that profound. Was, that, that's profound to me. My little man, I said, I have to see myself. I'm just going to let him host the rest of the yeah, show. Go ahead that was really good. Say, say that one more time to the pe for the people, Josiah. <laughs> I got to 
see myself in order to see myself. Absolutely, absolutely. He said, I have to see myself so that I can see myself. And we're talking about dreams. You can have a dream in your mind all day long, but if you don't see yourself being at the end result of where that dream started, you'll never arrive at your destination. And I tell people all the time, you know, if you don't have a plan to get to where you need to be, you don't have a right to be there. And many times we have dreams that are in our head, but we never write them down on paper. Right. There's a difference between a, a dream and a wish and then actually making it happen. That's right. Right. You, you talk about kids, and I, you know, I don't talk about my kids a lot publicly, but I do say this. They're all very, very talented, but they're all talented different than I am talented. Right. And so everybody says, well, do your kids draw? No. Right. None of them draw. And That's you know right. what? I think it's awesome mm-hmm. because I absolutely love all their talents because they are the most incredibly talented children I've ever seen. Right. But my job, I think, as a parent is to make sure that I grow those talents or help them grow those talents because I really it's up to them in the long run. That's right. But for me, I'm like their main cheerleader. I love watching them do what they do. That's right. Yeah. And that's one thing that I'm, I'm learning. You know, he said that he wanted to be an author, and he's going to do it. Yeah. And, and, and matter of fact, he's already he's written several books yeah. already. We just have to compile them up together. So uh, we're, we're working on that. I will say he had the greatest art teacher in the world, though. Yeah, he did. Matter of fact, you know, and I think the last time I was on the show, um, uh, when I found out. Uh, from him that your wife was actually his art teacher. Right. So that, I thought that's that was good. It's Mississippi for you. Two degrees yeah, of separation. Two degrees of separation. Your your wife was his art teacher. So that's a beautiful thing. He came home and he said, uh, he, I had a painting in the background and he said, that's Van Gogh. And uh, he said, I said, who? He said, that's Vincent Van Gogh. I said, how do you know that? And he said, my my art teacher, Miss Ramsey, taught me about that. So that's a beautiful thing. I'll have to, I'll have to show him a picture when we're off the air. We went to Chicago and saw Van Gogh's self-portrait right that he painted with wow. the actual painting every time you see the actual painting you're like wow wow okay. but okay i'm trying to think now we're you know on the too late to go after the dreams part so right. somebody's sitting there right now they're listening they're at their job they're moving to their desk they're listening to mpb think radio because they know this is the only place they're going to get good quality radio right. throughout the day right and they're listening going yeah well marshall i got a mortgage and i've got bills and i've got car payments and i don't have time i'm tired how do you break past that? Because that sounds like to me that's just a comfort zone talking to you. It, it is a comfort zone. And what I share with uh, everyone that's connected to me and even myself, um, get out of your feelings. The best time for you to do something is when you're not ready to do it. And but that's so hard. It's hard. Because it's, it's hard. like we go from feeling to feeling. We do. I mean, we drink caffeine or we drink sugar. We mm-hmm. do whatever to adjust our feelings all right. day long. How do you get out of that? Well, the first thing you have to do is just move. Uh, I believe that stagnant water don't grow and stagnant money, uh, stagnant money doesn't grow and stagnant water stinks. Right. And so research, research, uh, research has shown that we're over uh, 50% water, so it's safe to say that you're water walking. So whenever you're not in motion mentally, whenever you're not in motion physically, you, you, you're easy and uh, it's easy for you to be susceptible to uh, not growing to the level at which you need to grow. Right. So you, you have to move. You have to get outside of your feelings. And you have to get around people who are not going to give you permission to have a pity party. You have to get around people who's going to give you the opportunity, uh, give you the opportunity to grow under their wings. And you also have to get around people that's just going to tell you the truth, whether you like it or not. Because I tell people that a a real friend will not only check on you uh, when you're wrong, but a real friend will check you when you're wrong. We're going to take another quick break. We got we got a little bit more time. I'm talking with Felix Anderson, talking about dreams. Of course, you can give us a call here right in the waning hours of the show at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is Now You're Talking on MPB. 
informative MPB news stories, the local shows you love, up-to-date severe weather info, and the state and worldwide reach telling the story of Mississippi. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is now you're talking to MPB Think Radio. I hope I got you fired up. I hope Felix has got you fired up. I hope Michelle's got you fired up. Because it's Monday. we got to get going this week. we got a lot of things we got to get done this week. We do. We do. You know, and, and I've been trying to let... Uh, Felix talk and but you said some things that have stirred you know stirred my soul on this side of the booth and I'm like uh, don't chime in don't chime in but I just imagine wanna, it's like on this side okay. of the glass okay <laughs> I just want to piggyback on what you said Felix about uh I was telling Java uh, my mantra is living things grow so if you're not growing you're not living you might as well die that explains it's, my stomach exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's growing it's growing, it's growing. Yeah. but I always tell people that you know about making mistakes and uh you, you know the thing uh 409 right 409 yeah. his uh spill is he tried 408 times and wow. he got it wrong and the 409th time he got it right so he Name the solution 409. Wow. That's a story for inspiration. That's a story to let you know it doesn't matter how many times you fail at something, those failures create who you are. Those failures create uh, character right. and, and, and it gives you that test. And if you don't know what you're doing wrong, how do you know it's right? So you have to have those failures. The new commercial, you've seen it uh, with uh, Michael Jordan, they're talking about what makes a great. Uh, athlete. He didn't make the high school foot exactly. basketball team. Exactly. Yeah. So I love that. You know, failure is needed. You know, and, and, and I'm sure, uh, Felix, you can talk about that. But let's talk about your new projects. What's coming up for you? you got a new book Next. out there. Yes. Wow, yeah, we have, we have a new book called The Wake Up Call. Uh, this time last year, uh, it's amazing. This time uh, last year was the first time I had the opportunity to come on your show. So yeah. uh, whenever someone welcomes you back into their home, you you know that's a good thing. And right. So I'm I'm grateful to be here again, and thank you so much for for this opportunity. That's good to have you back. Yeah. Uh, and one thing uh, I'm working on last year, this time I was working on Wake Your Successful Self Up. It wasn't yet released, and now it's out, and yeah. and people's lives are being changed as a result of it. Uh, but this time. I'm actually, uh, we're releasing a book on July 28th. Uh, those that want to pre-order, they can pre-order by going to wakeyoursuccessfulselfup.com. Uh, but the book is The Wake Up Call, uh, Wake Up Call, 13 Days to Waking Your Successful Self Up. And you and I were talking about the significance of the 13 days. Yeah. Uh, but 13 Days to Waking Your Successful Self Up. And the difference between wake, the, wake Your Successful Self Up and The Wake Up Call is that The Wake Up Call is really uh, something that you can take with you on a day-to-day basis where you can use it to help wake your successful self up. Wake your successful self up is the information that you need. The wake up call is the application tool that will help you to utilize the information that you receive. I do. And it's so important because, you know, number one, change is one of the most difficult things human beings have to do. I mean, if you get somebody that's on a diet, they're probably going to fail because, they're, right. you know, and it's just hard. It takes a lot of brain energy to make that change. It does. But if you've got the information and it's easy, that's why a lot of people like going to trainers because right. they have somebody there that holds them accountable. That's right. This holds them accountable. It's all about accountability. And we have a 278 principle. And and we believe in that the two, the number two signifies accountability and partnership. That's what the number two signifies. Uh, The number seven for us signifies the 
number of completion, and the number eight signifies a new beginning. But 13 also signifies the number of new beginning as well. Right. Uh, as I mentioned to you, there are 12 months in a year, but you have uh, January, that's the 13th, uh, 13th month. And in January, we're all psychologically thinking to ourselves, I'm starting a New Year's revel- resolution. Uh, this year won't be the same uh, as the old year. So uh, 12 is almost a completion and a doing away with the old, and 13 represents uh, embracing the new. But you, you almost slipped up there, and I think it would have been perfect, a New Year's revolution. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That actually works out That's pretty right. well. That's right. To make the change. Felix, it is, it is so good to see you back. Thank um, you. Congratulations. Thank and, you. You know, I, I, it, is, it isn't too late to change, no, to it, get a new drink. It's not too late to change. It's You're still alive. Late. You're still breathing. you got You're, a shot. And, and you, have to tr- you have to trust the process. And uh, if I can tell the listener audience one thing is that, uh, you know, for me, you know, and I wrote this down, you can't be timid. You right. can't be timid when you when you talk about stepping out on your dreams and goals. Uh, you, you, you can't just rely on your own personal strength. You have to make sure that you surround yourself with people who's on a level that you've yet to obtain. And then, too, uh, the you, uh, you, you won't be able to understand every single step of the way. But the most important thing is to take that step. And then the S is it won't make sense to you. Uh, none, none of it will make sense to you. And then the T, you have to trust your you have to trust yourself and those who's uh, those that are around you to help take you to the next level trust doing the process Dude, i've learned felix the most important thing that i've had to learn the hard way is that when you fail that's usually the best thing that can happen to you the best thing that can because happen. Uh, a lot of times if you're just successful you never learn anything that's right and a lot of times you know you fall flat on your face you, you gotta learn how flat. to get back up that's absolutely Definitely right than that website once again uh mr felix anderson.com uh just to get in touch with me mr felix anderson.com uh if you decide to purchase any of the product you can go to wake your successful self up.com all of my product is found on that particular site because you got a handsome young man here to feed uh without question i have to feed what's feeding me i understand that all right thank you felix and i want to thank michelle too Thank you. I am so happy to, to be here. To quote my grandmother, you done good today. I did good. I did good. <laughs> you done good. Well, so. look, you know what? We made it through. We want to thank Felix again. We want to thank, I want to thank you, Marshall. I am looking forward to working with you for a long, long time. Man, we're going to have so much fun. This course of production of MPB Think Radio coming up next is Southern Remedy. And I look forward to talking to you next Monday. Out. <laughs> Thank you.